What's up, everybody? I'm Bobby Foster. I'm Kiyoshi. I'm Michael Beveraji. And this is Take Away My Mug. That's how we do it, right, man? That's how we do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking over MC today because Maya's voice sounded a little rough, like skin that needs to be exfoliated. And, uh... <laughs> That's rude. I did not <laughs> hand that over to you so you can talk about my voice. God damn it. I am under the weather. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying. I just to thought, you know, I got to give a little disclaimer as to why, you know, I'm, I'm taking over a little bit. And um, yeah, how, how are you doing? How's everyone doing? I'm, I'm good. All things considering I have something cool dropping tomorrow. Ooh, let's talk God. about it let's talk about it do we have to <laughs> yes we do i'm i'm <laughs> dropping a cover tomorrow by the time Ooh. you guys are watching this it'll be tuesday i'm probably gonna drop it tuesday night um it is a song <laughs> do i have to tell them what it is <laughs> now you can leave them in suspense yeah it's a song y'all probably already heard me sing, like a snippet of on Twitter. If you follow me on Twitter, it is an old, it's an old track, but it's one of my favorites. And I just wanted to, you know, get the ball rolling. I said I wanted to drop something this year, whether it was an original or a cover. So, I'm I'm fulfilling that task. I'm very excited. Nice. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Same. That's immense. Awesome. Immense pride. I can't wait to hear this thing. Thank you. It's me wanting not to build it up in things. I'm just, scared. I'm just scared, but it's okay. It makes sense. But people have been waiting for me to sing for a very long time. At least something like full length. So this is like mm -hmm. my full my first full length little song. So I'm excited. Yeah, so it's already out when y'all are watching this. So pause pause the podcast. Go listen to that for whatever three, four minutes and then come oh, back. Oh, it won't here. be it'll be out later today. Oh, all right, all right, all right. So it'll be out later in the evening. Keep your eyes open. It's a more mellow track. I kind of don't want to drop it while the sun is up. <laughs> okay. <All right. laughs> Nighttime vibes. That's awesome. It is That's awesome. Very, very chill, very end of the day, wind down, get you a, a cup of tea. What about you, Michael? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm not, I'm not feeling like Maya quite exactly, but maybe in the brain a little bit because I'm recovering from... Uh, if, if you're not following the Twitch, follow the Twitch at Beveraji. And yesterday on Twitch, I streamed Mario, Super Mario Wonder. I took a shot every time I died in the game. I went eight shots deep. So I'm, st I'm recovering a little bit from that. I'm still feeling it a little bit, but, uh, uh, we got things to do here, man. We got stuff to talk about. So we, we're so, prioritizing. <clears throat> I know that in Super Mario Wonder, it's like Mario on LSD. So how was that playing that drunk? It, it got more and more difficult with each shot. <laughs> I, it was it was a rough situation. All the other were on the stream. Shout out to you guys. You know who you are. Yeah, it got immensely complicated. And then I was seven shots deep, and there was a level that was incredibly impossible. And I just it was a it was a disaster at that point. <laughs> that would have been fun to watch. But yeah, y'all go follow that. Also, follow us anywhere where you're listening to this on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music. Also, you can support. Patreon. We got after episodes that come out every single week. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, what did I lag again? He said, "Support the Patreon for the slight lag that, that just happened there, guys." <sighs> I hit <laughs> my head me. in the 
being upset because I can't figure out why I'm lagging on here, y'all. What happened? Everybody knows what happened. Melissa Barrera and Jenna Ortega are officially out on Scream 7. They were a part of Scream 5 and 6. They were the stars of the film. Uh, And they're out after Melissa spoke up about Palestine. And Jenna has supported her after being out. She was let go from the film, I should say. Spyglass fired Melissa from the film for speaking out. And the reason Jenna is, is out is I don't even want to say it's because of scheduling stuff with Wednesday because that was, Jenna, that was very convenient because that was it was because Jenna went ahead and liked that post about Melissa and so I'm gonna go ahead and say Jenna's supporting her sister Melissa absolutely absolutely I I, I I think that they were saying that for contractual reasons because Scream Seven doesn't it doesn't even have a schedule yet of when they're shooting mm-hmm. so saying mm-hmm. it was scheduling conflicts doesn't even make sense they just lying. it was to yeah it was a hundred percent in solidarity absolutely. Yes. It also came out the day after Melissa got fired. So, <laughs> how convenient. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, all right. Shout out to two queens, first of all. Starting off with that, like, Mucho Amor a Dos Reinas, like two queens, uh, Latinas. And this is kind of like where I'm centering my discussion. And we can get into more of the, the, um, the reason they were fired. Um, but I want to start and center on Melissa because this all starts with Melissa. This whole thing starts mm-hmm. with Melissa. Melissa was from Mexico, from Mexico, born in Mexico, been grinding, absolutely grinding her whole career. Theater kid, uh, lots of critical acclaim for her singing and dancing growing up, uh, transcended into Mexican television, uh, novelas, as we call them. Uh, never quite crossed over into the American spotlight, which is a bigger conversation, but we'll get there. It took a musical, it took Lynn Manuel Miranda who's been instrumental in a lot Ooh. of Latin crossovers into mainstream. Was she in, in the Heights? She was in the, she was in, in the Heights. I didn't see that. Oh, that's who that was. That, okay. was her, that was her first ever prominent role in a mainstream American film. By the way, that film is only mainstream in America because of Lin-Manuel Miranda. There wouldn't be interest in a film like that if it wasn't for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so shout out to her for getting that role. That musical is centered, in the Heights I'm talking about, it's a musical that's centered on the lives of particularly Dominicans, Puerto Ricans, and Cubanos. And it gave her her first mainstream opportunity. Uh, It's a movie about the Latin experience. And again, it would not be a mainstream movie if it wasn't for Lin-Manuel, who's been a part of Moana, Hamilton. uh, There's more that I'm forgetting, right? A lot of- Encanto. Encanto, that's right. Uh, A lot of really, really huge films. So shout out to him again for like extending that ladder for people like Anthony Ramos as well, who's also like been oh, my husband recently and <laughs> recently is wait who's that Anthony Ramos, another Latin actor who's getting opportunities in Transformers. Uh, he's the star of Transformers recent, the most recent one. Oh, the he most was recent. Also okay. in Hamilton. He, was in, he was in Hamilton. He was he starred in In the Heights. Mm-hmm. Uh, there. So I want to move on to Scream. I want to move on to Scream. There's two good Scream movies. I've seen all the Scream movies. There's two God good damn, there's, there's, there's two good Scream movies. The first <laughs> the first one is a classic. It's a great movie. Okay. Yeah, I like it. The most recent one, which is centered around Melissa Barrera and Jenna Ortega, is the last good one. Hmm. The rest of the rest of the Scream movies are a huge hunk of trash. They're not Ooh. they're not good. I haven't seen any of them. They're not good. They're bad. They're I've bad, seen the first three. bad movies. Sorry. He said sorry. <laughs> um not sorry. <laughs> I want to I want a big picture Bobby this a little bit here. Because the yeah. most for me, the most disappointing thing to come out of this for me is a Latina lost an opportunity that Latinas don't get. 
They don't Ooh. get these opportunities. Uh, to star in a main, I mentioned like In the Heights would not have been a mainstream film if it wasn't for Lynn Manuel Miranda. People don't have interest in movies like that typically. That movie was like one of like first of its own. To star in a mainstream film and not be typecast, think of like the biggest Latin actors ever, right? Like I've been saying for years, like men, Latin actors only get cast as gangsters. They, that's it's it. true. They don't get cast as anything else. Mm-hmm. And Latinas only get cast as like the hot Latina. Yeah. If you look Shout at like, Sofia Vergara. I was literally about to say modern family, Sofia. There you go. They don't get cast as normal, like, Latinas, Latinos, they don't get to be in the notebook. They don't get to be in the MCU. Uh, They don't get to be in in biopics like Oppenheimer or films like Barbie. Look at those. Look at the cast of those. You're not going to see it. So when the exception happens, it's really disheartening to see somebody like Melissa lose the opportunity because now just... And Jenna as well, who's another Latina, Mm -hmm. it just means that we... Are we made so much progress, and now we're losing the progress that was made? Um, and that, that to me, it's like to rein it, rein it back in. I'm obviously so proud of the reason that she got fired from the film. Like I'm absolutely so incredibly proud of her for speaking up, and then for doubling down with the post that she made afterwards and saying like, "Period." I, don't, I saw it. I, like, I don't yeah. remember exactly what it said, but it was about using her voice for the right things, no matter what. She won't be silenced. But like, I just wanted to really center this around the fact that Latinas don't get these opportunities. Scream is like, this is typically a movie you you cast like Scarlett Johansson or somebody like that for. Mm-hmm. It just is. And it has been Courtney Cox, Nev Campbell. Like, think about the people in the previous films. That's who you cast for these movies. And now that now that Melissa Barrera loses this opportunity, I just feel like it sets back our. I am Puerto Rican, Dominican, so it's personal to me. It sets back our culture because people like Jenna, people like Melissa, people like Anthony Ramos are the only ones doing it. No one else is getting these opportunities. No, I, we never have. I'm not gonna hold you. I think you're absolutely correct, and it sucks as far as the like. I, I feel like you're 100 correct as far as it's setting you back because it's true, and I feel like that needs to be highlighted because people are just gonna see it as oh, you know, it's just one job that's gone or whatever. No, 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 because you got to take into the context of how movies are made specifically nowadays too, where there's also not a lot of opportunity for original scripts. And yeah. so much of the movies that get seen are franchises. So someone getting dropped from a franchise, a successful one at that, is a big deal. Like, yeah. and that I feel like we gotta highlight that too. So people get how much courage she also had to do what she did and then she's, double down on it. She's Absolutely. not a, she's not established. She yeah, is not a, no. her her career prior to In the Heights is a bunch of Mexican television. It's novella. Yeah. That's all she's done. So the bravery to come out and speak up, knowing you might lose your job when you have no established career in the American mainstream is like monumental. Shout out to her, man. And it really sucks that, you know, that was the consequence she had. That really sucks. Everybody's staying in 10 toes behind her, too. Exactly. I hope she's not blacklisted. I hope that because if anything, I feel like. You know, that I, I feel like her name got out there more and there are a lot of people standing behind her. So I hope that momentum does lead her to get some more gigs and get even bigger than she was before. She find her opportunities. I just hope she's not blacklisted because I I feel like that's going to happen to some of these people that are speaking out is they might just. It might you know be like what? a career killer. And I just hope that's not the case because that's not cool at all. You know um, how I feel about that? 
especially the blacklisting part. First of all, yeah, I, I didn't know of her. I haven't seen the later Scream movies. I was at the beginning of the um franchise, like <clears throat> the reactions that I've been doing. I'm only on the third one. Very happy. And I know it was a, it was a horrible outcome for her, but seeing her stand 10 toes like that and then her post afterwards, I was like, yeah, this is the... Cause, cause whether we want to realize it or not, man, the power lies with us. It does. These corporations wouldn't have movies to make with no actors, no facts. Because they might have just ruined the Scream franchise. Like the people that fired people her might have just ruined the hashtag, franchise. Hashtag boycott Scream Seven has yeah. been trending since she dropped that shit. Y'all better not watch I mean, that like, fucking movie. I'm no, not going. I, they were like, there's no point. They were like, there's no point in watching it. Like, we love Melissa. We love Jenna Ortega. And both of them are gone. We ain't watching this shit. Like, they're already trying to figure out who they're going to replace them with or whatever. But everybody's already like, nah, man, we ain't and, watching this. And you see what they're talking about? Nev Campbell and Patrick Dempsey, which just proves my entire fucking point about the yeah. lost opportunity. If more people came out and was like, yeah, we not doing this. We don't like whatever's happening. They wouldn't have any fucking choice. There would be no... There's so much to do. Like, obviously, Hollywood runs all of that shit, like the movies and all that other shit. There's a lot more resources out there than there were when the film industry first started. A lot more independent places to go, A24, different place. There's 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 ethical people in the industry, bro. There are mm -hmm. ethical people sure. that she that she can... I would love to see her in an A24 film. I'd love to see yeah. her, like, the, the opportunities are there. I don't think it's going to be the end of her career. I feel like she just proved, because I posted this the other day, I'm like, speaking out about what's true doesn't end your career. It just makes the space for you to have an ethical one. And she had, and she, and she has an ethical one. That's Mama right. said, I'm not good with this. I don't like none of what's going on. And she opened her mouth and she lost a job for it. And is that unfortunate? Absolutely. But again, Knowing that, that they dropped her off of that, you ain't need to be there, baby. None you of them. You think that's easy there. coming from nothing and dropping a bag like that? Yeah, no, she no. got she she got balls. She <laughs> has balls, and, and more importantly, I don't know what she believes in, but Mama got faith because she knows she knows she's talented. She ain't get there for no reason, you know. She's this is the beginning of everything that she got going on. Um, I feel like if they try to blacklist her, it's just more people going to rally behind her. That's what's happening nowadays. Is that we see unfair it is good things that that's happening nowadays? Yeah, that's true. We see people get treated unfairly and, and the GoFundMe is up the next day. They ain't even make it. They're like, what you need? We got you. Make a Patreon. That's make true. this. There's so many different ways for people to get their bag. If that girl made, just for example, that girl made a Patreon tomorrow, said, I'm going to go live on Patreon. <laughs> Do you know how much money she'd make overnight? Like, listen, there's Just avenues. There's avenues around a lot of this shit. You do not have to succumb to the heartlessness that exists in that realm. Because, see, they want you to be quiet. And I just lit. Mama said, I'm not doing this. And then after she quit, it said, again, I don't like this. <laughs> you say it just yeah. reiterated again. I don't give a fuck that I lost my yeah. job. And, then, and, that's, <laughs> and that's hard body. Like, she, <laughs> she has my respect forever off yes. this girl. Yeah. I do I'm going to go that watch her novellas. Makes... I don't speak Spanish, but I'm going to go watch all your shit, girl. You got a fan. You have a fan in me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to resistance, though, doing stuff like that, even though, like, like, the the corporations are trying to you know scare us about losing opportunity i feel like it makes them terrified 
when people do things like that mm-hmm. and actually see the response of support about yeah. it, it terrifies them. Sure. It's it makes them so uncomfortable. Damn, and so a rude awakening. Yeah, yeah. Especially now, movie. like with social media and everything. Um, and people being able to get out their points, yeah, they, they they're terrified about the it. power. I I when we talked about Olivia Rodrigo, I talked about Jenna Ortega on that level. Jenna Ortega is on that level of fame. The power yeah, of huge. the power of Jenna Ortega far surpasses the Scream franchise at this point. At this point in time, <laughs> she's not I losing agree. that Wednesday gig for nothing. That Wednesday gig is cemented. So the fact they played themselves, they did Spyglass. You played yourself. <laughs> Spyglass. <It's> true. <laughs> Got, they really did. You lost Jenna Ortega off your franchise. You played. You played yourself. Melissa Brera was the best thing about your franchise. You played yourselves. The sister <laughs> bond that they had was the best thing about the franchise. You played yourselves. And like, if Jenna Ortega is going to have a thriving career, and she officially has Melissa officially has the fan base of Jenna Ortega behind her now. Mm-hmm. So congratulations. <laughs> they played. They really did play themselves. Like it's just blatant. Just blatant dismiss, but but you have to remember, like Hollywood and like a lot of the music industry is like it's run by Zionists. This they all up in the top echelon, like. And then what's that girl's name? Rowan Blanchard. Y'all remember her? She was a Disney girl, uh, but she she came out and and was talking about yeah this this Zionism. Like we've been warned for years, like long before this conflict happened. Like it's been a it's been a known thing in the industry for a very long time. Though, like you can't speak out against Zionism, and it goes all the way to the top. Is what she says. Well, Noah Yo, Schnapp, shout no, out Noah Schnapp I, still has his job. And oh, and that was crazy because mm-hmm. supposedly this report came out and said that oh they're just keeping an eye on him and he may yeah, not get any gigs after Stranger Things. That's what crazy. But also, I just mean? want to shout out. That's the Josh, that's sure the Josh Giddy treatment. Facts. Red Veil. He's a rapper. And he was at the festival. You saw shout that, out. He's from where I'm from. He's from my yeah, county. Yeah, he's 19. He's from my county. He is. And yes, he son. was at a festival. And he just put up all the names of everybody that passed uh, in yeah. Palestine like, at the time. This was like weeks ago at this point. But anyway, that was powerful. This kid, he has no, like you were saying about Melissa, he has absolutely no foothold in the industry yet, but he did that. It went viral. And then the Google searches for um, everything with gods and everything like skyrocketed that day. So if a 19 year old that really has like no mainstream audience as of yet makes that much of an impact, miss, oh, I have 400 million followers and my post doesn't matter. Drag her, drag her again, whack her again, whack her again, cause girl, girl. that is a that just shows you right there that one act of just pulling it up on the screen. I was so proud. I was like, he from down the street for me. (laughs) He from down the street for me. You better make waves, fool. Like everybody. I haven't heard his music yet, but there's a lot of people on hip hop Twitter that praise him. So it's good. He's good. I'm gonna have to get into his album. People are saying it's like one of the best. I don't remember if it dropped this year or last year but people were saying it's like one of the best projects of the year so i'm gonna have to check it out now and he has he has everything to lose melissa has everything 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 to lose and and that's what i was talking about earlier standing on your morality so you can have that clear conscience moving forward facts i just i i'm tired i i'll be very happy once we all realize that the powers that be only have power because of us 
not me being on my revolutionary shit, but it really is time. Like, y'all see what's happening, like, as far as the way things go. That girl quit, and now the internet is just, is. she gained followers, she gained support, she, she had she like 400,000 followers that mm-hmm. day. That day, like it's yeah. not a joke or a game. Like we're we're rallying behind what's right, and like if you are not in the right, then you just gonna get dragged. Like, oh, yeah, and go watch in, go in the Heights. Go watch in the Heights. In the Heights is fire. It's okay. so good. Yeah, I mean, Melissa's incredible. Go watch it. Anthony Ramos too. Chef's Kiss. Oh, I love that man. Go watch that film. <laughs> I didn't know he was in that movie. Let me go. Because <laughs> <laughs> we ain't, we ain't watching Scream Six. We we ain't watch it. Listen, no, no, I'm no. mad. I was like, do y'all still want these scream reactions? Uh, yeah, because you were reacting to them all. <laughs> I was re- I was like, dog, I only I'm kind of irritated. They were like, no, well, it was hilarious. Isn't done by Spyglass. The last two are, hmm. but I was no, like, I, I was... want to see the girls act. Like I want to see like what they what they lost out on for the last movie. You feel me? We didn't watch it just for that. Yeah, I might pirate it. Oh, <laughs> I was <no>. dying. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying because. There was people requesting, because uh, you know I'm starting movie reactions, and there was people requesting the Scream um, franchise, and I was like, I don't know, I've never really been interested in it, and I, I made a tweet, a tweet, I was like, do y'all actually want me to do this or whatever, and then literally it was like the next day when, That's the, crazy. when the Melissa news came out, like, well, never mind, y'all. Right? That's right. <laughs> Bobby's curse is real. The curse keeps on oh, going. Oh, shit. It happened again. <laughs> This is so fun. I feel so bad for you. No, but shout out, shout out to them. Just, I gotta make. If I support you, I'm sorry in advance. (laughs) Listen, Barb's, be careful in December now. Oh God! Hey, 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 hey! (laughs) Don't put that evil on me. You said, Bobby, don't put that evil on me. (laughs) Ricky, Bobby, don't you put. Don't you put that on us. <laughs> That's one of my favorite fucking movies. One of my favorite movies. I'm glad existence. you got the reference. I thought oh I was going to be sitting God. here by myself. Happy yeah, shout them. out to Melissa. Yeah, shout out to them girls. I, I wish you all the success in the world. We're ready for Wednesday, season two. Period. Um, also, it was funny how Jenna even spoke out about that and was just basically saying like how trash it was essentially before she made all the changes she wanted to make. In mm-hmm. was it? Have you ever seen that? Like in yeah. the different interviews, she said we had a lot of rewriting. That to shit do. took me out. <laughs> Yo, shout out to was... Jenna. Yo, you know Jenna is another one that's super proud to be a Latina in that space. So shout out to her. I know how proud she is. She spoke. She speaks about it all the time. I Sorry hope she gets her own uh, kind of like main role in something kind of like Miles saying like in like an a24 like just an original script where she just like kills it by herself you know what i'm saying also shout out a24 for following the writer's request even before the strike ended shout out to y'all y'all are always doing the right thing i'm all about a24 y'all have some of my favorite movies of all time so so everyone we got a few questions today uh, and having said that, make sure you leave your questions for us in the comments. You guys know we'll get to them and answer them every single time. Yes. Uh, we're going to start off with Killy Games 1222. Question for the culture. If you could assemble your dream debut talent ensemble for your debut album, who would you pick? This includes producers, EP songwriters, features, engineers, background vocals, etc. Love you guys. We love you too, Killy Games. Love you too. Love's real. Question, question for the culture kind of triggered the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the way to that's the one way to start the question. 
I think curse you, Lana Del Rey. <laughs> Damn it, man. This is so, I don't know. This is such a fun. I question. feel like I don't really know names of engineers or background vocalists. Really, songwriters will be myself. Uh, Work features. I want Kendrick. I want Big Sean. On your I debut project. Honestly, right now, if it was to drop tomorrow, I would want Tyla on there, Tanache on there, Nicki Minaj on there. I'm Work. stacking my shit with features for sure. <laughs> and then, uh, now my dog's going into. I'm sorry, y'all, for the background. The, the um, DJ Khaled way. Mm-hmm. As far as producers go, I have no one really in particular that I really, you know, is it, it, it? I don't know. I feel like I only care about the features, really. I want an Avengers squad of features. That's all I care about. Yeah, I feel that. I'm copying. I'm a. I'm. I'm like shamelessly copying Zayn on this because Zayn. I want his. I want the producer he used for his debut album, which is uh, Malay Hoy, who did Frank Ocean's debut album as well. Mm. Uh, and it's my favorite album of all time, so I gotta go with that producer. Is Zayn's debut album, and I also want Zayn's only feature on his debut album, and that's Kehlani. I want her too. Ooh. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do all the songwriting, uh, but but someone like Kehlani to accompany me on one of probably 14 tracks on the debut album. I think sounds right. 14, um, is a sweet number. Yeah, 14 is like the good number. Uh, engineers and stuff too. I'm like Bobby. I don't really have like knowledge on who's like a great engineer in the industry and all that. I just know I'm doing all the songwriting. I don't want like groups of like a thousand people like you know hovering all over my my personal stories. Right. Uh, I- I think I actually do have someone I would want to like produce on my album. I want Tyler the Creator to produce on my album. It's a smart, smart choice. Yeah. Back the fuck up. Back That's up. What I want. <laughs> Why? You took her. You took her. Took her choice. Back the hell up. I would have said Kanye like five years ago, but <laughs> make that gospel yeah. debut. <sighs> what? <laughs> yeah. I just oh I also need quad that's why I need for background vocals. Give me at least if I have 14 tracks, give me at least five songs with choirs in them. Mm. <laughs> I do you want background life. vocals, Michael? You're gonna do your own background? No, I'm gonna do my all my own stuff. All my Work. own stuff. That's it. I get more experimental with like people joining in on the second, third, fourth projects, but on the debut, it's my it's my newborn baby, my first. It's it's precious, so it's a lot of me. It's a lot of me involved. A lot of trial and error too when you're on your own too. So you got to go through that the first time around. Yeah, I don't want yeah. a whole lot of me personally. I don't want a whole whole lot of cushion. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to feel <laughs> feel feel the weight of what I'm doing. Uh, it'll make me feel better like once it's done. So a lot of my stuff is gonna be self as well i'm gonna do all my backgrounds i already have an executive producer for my debut ep but we're talking about album so i definitely would might still want to work with the producer i have now uh but also add a couple more people to the team i want d mile he worked on victoria monet's uh jaguar part two um i want tanache as one of my producers as well Mama had a whole vision like three 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 is is still like such an immaculate project to me, like sonically. Amazing. And she self produces a lot. I don't think a lot of people know that. Um, I love her ear. So I want to in the room. 
production wise. Um, I'm not super familiar with engineers either, but as far as features go, obviously it'd be all women. (laughs) 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 It'd be be all of the girls. So the two rappers I probably want, I want Tyler and I'd want Smino. I don't know how familiar you are with Smino, but his cadence is very melodic. He's just very fun and I would love to play with him. On a track. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Fix that up quick. <laughs> Left too much dead space. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And, and that will be about it. But I think mine would be like 14 tracks as well. 14, 13. I actually like 13 better. Maybe 13, mm-hmm. you know? Talking about this shit is so crazy knowing we actually want to do it. <laughs> like, yeah, for real. For it's real. Like I just thought of a couple building. more things. What's up? I want 40. I want Drake's producer slash engineer. I, want, I feel like his engineering is always top notch. And then also um, Ali, that's Kendrick's engineer. I definitely want him because what he does with Kendrick's vocals is crazy. Like, Kendrick, like... <laughs> I can only imagine how long it takes to mix uh takes to mix um Kendrick's vocals with everything he's always doing um and like how he animated he is and all his stacks and stuff yeah he is probably yeah. <laughs> and there there's like jokes about it online about how irritating it must be <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah definitely that for sure there's like so many producers I can't even really think of who to name there's yeah, like there's, there's so many good producers out there, but yeah, shout out to producers and engineers because y'all really make music what it is, especially in the like, hip hop space. My songwriting has gotten a lot better. I'm very proud of the progression of my pen. Um, I'd want to be in a room with a bunch of people I can really learn from. So Fast. definitely, definitely Victoria Monet, definitely Kaylani. That did both of their pens are like lethal to me, and Tyler is an excellent writer as well. So I just want to be in a space with a bunch of people. I cause I cause I the thing with me though, I have I have a clear vision. Like I have clear vision, story, like everything that I want to put in a project. I just have been struggling trying to figure out how to put it all into words without sounding super, super literal and like corny. Yeah. Because I'm like, I want to convey. It is. And I have certain emotions I want to convey. Like, I know that for sure. Like, certain things I want you to feel, like, as the project goes. And I feel like having a vision is a big part of it. But I need I need people to help me execute. It's also okay to sound corny. It's also okay to, it's okay to sound corny. <laughs> True. Is it really? Yeah. Let, let, okay. let, it, let it go. Let people judge for their own selves. Okay. <laughs> Something that helped me a lot with my writing is so I was like really, really deep into spoken word poetry. Uh, like I went to like national competitions and everything. Um, yeah. And we, I was, I got, I was good. Like locally, I like always, I was always placing like top three in all the competi- all the slam competitions all the time. Um, and what helped me is there's a month. I can't remember what month. It's like a national month of writing. I think it's either February or March. And you have to like write something every single day. So I wrote like 30 poems straight, like every single day. And just doing that one time actually really, really helped me out. <laughs> so I'm not Isn't that what J. Cole like that. said? Uh, What? 
J. Cole was like write every day, like even if it's just a couple lines, like write something yeah. every single day. Writing writing really is about showing up. I mean, um, so for y'all that don't know, I went to um UCF and got my creative writing degree. And a lot of the stuff they teach you is simply showing up. Like you have to, the one thing as a writer you gotta do is show up for the muse to flow through you. Like Stephen King every single day writes um for like three hours every single day and like there's Mm. a lot of times he may throw stuff out like it doesn't matter like his whole thing is if i sit here and do what i'm supposed to do eventually something good's gonna come from it and i was like you know facts i like i like that that. so yeah it's really just about showing up so that's my (laughs) advice to anybody out there that wants to uh get into writing get better at their writing it's really just sitting down putting pen to paper or fingers on the keyboard or whatever you do and see what comes from it you're gonna have 95 percent of what you write you're gonna scrap like you we hear this all the time with artists when they're like oh yeah we're six thousand songs for this album you know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> and they take like 14 yeah. tracks yeah. And, um, chris, chris brown and ed sheeran yeah so um yeah just keep just keep writing absolutely your brain your brain they say uh the more you use your instruments the the better you get at them and your brain's an instrument 100 percent. so come on you write every single day you're getting better at your craft so don't stop definitely i needed this (laughs) (laughs) also best chapter of any book i've ever read was um man y'all man my my brain i can't remember titles for nothing but um, anyway, it was this book I write in my intro to creative writing class, and the chapter was called Shitty First Drafts, and it was like giving you permission to like write something down and be okay with it being terrible, because it's going to be terrible nine times out of ten the first time you yeah. write it, and that's what editing is for. That's why it, that's why it exists, and so I'm okay with writing a sh- draft, because that's what's going to happen. So just give, your, give yourself permission to write. My perfect... My perfectionism at the top of like me figuring out my artistry was dragging me into a hole because everything I was writing, I was like, this is ass, this is ass, this is horrible. Like, and I was just so mad at myself. I'm like, what's wrong with you? But what I'm realizing, it's okay. It's all right. You never get to the good stuff if you don't get through the bad shit. You'll never get there. It's facts. And then all these pop star of them. They be having rooms full of professional writers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Who also write and a lot of just, bad shit. Exactly. But I'm saying you have 10, 15 minds in a writing boot camp just getting stuff yeah. down for a 15-track a, a album, you know? And you're sitting Absolutely. there by yourself trying to do it. So give yourself some grace. Give yourself some slack. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Thank you, I need, Oh, my God. Yeah. I need, I need that so much, for real. Because I was like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I write things that sound like the things that I love so much? And then it has been all of these teams this entire time. Like, yeah. not behind everybody, but most people, like, a lot just people. have an immense amount of help <clears throat> that I just don't have, like, in this moment. Like, the resources and stuff. I've been lucky enough to meet several people that have, like, helped me along my journey or whatever. But still, a lot of it is like just me, and I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm not, and I'm a novice. Like I don't know, I don't know anything. So I'm just walking through it. That's what I'd like everybody who wants me to sing in things. Just keep that in mind, you guys. Because <laughs> <laughs> like I know people want me to do like stuff now, 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 and like I've been, it's been years, and I have consistently been working, <laughs> like trying to make something that I like enough to put out into the world. So. 
it it it's gonna be worth it whenever we're done. It like is. Michael, I know all of us. Like we all we all got shit going on. Whenever it's done, it'll be out and we'll be proud of it. You know we will be because if it took us this long, you feel me? Yeah. It just takes some time. It takes some time. And, you know, we're talking about developing sounds and developing things. My next question for y'all is what trends and sounds do you think will be prevalent in 2024? Shout out Anson HTH for that question. I kind of want to start off by saying music over time, it's evolved into this thing where trends uh, like are happening quicker and quicker. Like before it'd be like, you know, this sound may last a couple years. I feel like things are changing like the speed of TikTok. <laughs> and so like, I don't know. I also, I don't feel like we have definitive sounds right now. Um, as like a decade, for example, like when you think of like early 2010s pop, you think Lady Gaga, you think Kesha, like you have you have a sound that you can like associate it's like I, do we have i like when, we, when you're talking about three years into 2020 i don't feel like there's a sound i don't feel like there is an identity it's really interesting i, I don't know if y'all feel like there is um i feel yeah, like I there's just, so elements and elements and genres that people are like just jumping into because other people are doing it the rise in like afro beats after tim started like popping off was interesting i feel like there's been pockets of people who've um pushed like sound forward like the especially like these last couple of years and and everybody just following the wave you know like whatever's mm -hmm. happening like <clears throat> like with tim's and now we have like uh is it taylor tyla tyla yeah, yeah, yeah. tyla um I do think R and B is coming back. I do think R and B is going to be yeah, in twenty twenty four. R and B for sure. Um, alternative R and B as well. I consider SZA. SZA's not traditional R and B like to me, but she is definitely like R and B traditional structure, traditional like chords and stuff for R and B. But mm -hmm. definitely slower, more intimate tracks for sure. Um, that song that Billy made for the um. Barbie soundtrack. For? I I feel like songs in that vein are gonna be very prevalent next year. Hmm. Um, cause it cause it. Let's just be real. The world is getting more and more somber. It's getting more and more like everybody's tapping into like real life. So you might not hear like a whole whole lot of super super upbeat happy shit you might but you know i feel like the collective energy is very I, I could definitely see more songs like that especially with how successful that one was um i feel like we all have a lot of feelings we want to get out however that manifests i feel like latin music is as big as it's ever been obviously bad bunny is a huge part of that so i think that'll keep happening uh but i think spanglish music we'll call it because that's happening more than ever too to make I think Spanish music more digestible to American audiences. Uh, Rosalia does a lot of it. Caliuchis does a lot of it. Becky G does a lot of it. I think that's something that'll continue happening. I think pointing out Billie Eilish is important because Billie's project is coming out next year, as, as we've heard about recently. So excited. And, absolutely. And so that, you know, we'll get somber music from Billie. And also, like, 
I feel like the biggest, I agree with Bobby that like, there's no one sound like defining sound right now, which I actually love. Um, but I think the Billy thing is important because a lot of the times the biggest drop of the year tends to inspire a lot. Uh, and Billy's album probably is going to be the biggest album that comes out next year. We, I could, I would assume anyway. Kaylani is also working on an album. Shout out to Kaylani and Zane. Zane, baby, Z, we're ready for Z4, baby, whenever you want to drop it. He, um, he's done. I'm he's shouting out J. Running. Cole. Yeah, he's done. <laughs> he's, he's done. Any day now, we're going to get that announcement. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, I'm ready so, for a new Zane project. I want to tap in. I want to be on Michael's Let's wave. Let's fucking go <laughs> uh but yeah i think that billy eilish project is going to be enormous and we're going to get some sounds from other artists that are in the same vein of the billy project so i'm looking forward to that for sure and i think it'll be sound defining the billy project as well just like it was I'm, from the barbie soundtrack i'm hoping someone redefines hip-hop in some kind of way and pushes it forward it's boring are we going to get an Ice Spice full-length project next year? We should. We sh- Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely think that'll come out. Um, I mean, but even that, like, yeah, like, the New York drill um, thing was popping off. I feel like Pop Smoke really brought that into the mainstream. But it's just really, like, there hasn't been... I don't know. I feel like there hasn't been, is like, it a, Nick, a is sound Nikki's that's album really pushed out? forward. Uh, December 8th. So, like, a week. Oh, she pushed it back, I think we might just but get yeah, rap, know, like right. rap, like lyricism back because J. Cole's going to drop, right? I expect yeah, Eminem he's dropping to drop. this year. I'd expect Eminem to drop, honestly. It's been a couple years now. Nikki's dropping. We might just get like mm-hmm. lyricism back next year. Come on. Yeah, I'm lyricism. hoping for that too. I'm hoping for that too. I just hope, I don't know. There hasn't been like a, um, I guess I'm speaking more from like a sound perspective. Like, unfortunately, Kanye is the one that usually pushes the sound forward. If we're being honest, like he's like a Father big person that like. Heaven. It's true though. Like if you think about it, it's <laughs> it, like it, 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 yeah, so for a right. while it was every album he was was changing the sound of hip hop. Uh, I feel like we haven't had an artist fill that gap. I feel like Tyler, kind of, but he's not. People don't try to copy Tyler really. That's the, they don't. They don't try to copy. Him. But I'm saying people try to copy Kanye. You know what I'm saying? They try to sound. But it's anyway. Like I, I'm looking for that. Then you have like I don't know. Like Woman Sound is huge right now. But Metro, I mean, he's he's been out. So I'm thinking of like just something new. Um, and we just really have. I don't know. I could be missing something. But uh, I know a lot of people talk about um, Griselda. Griselda. People. Griselda. So you know, Griselda actually is pushing the sound forward a little bit in the sense that Drake actually hopped on the Griselda sound with um, 8 a.m. Uh, in Charlotte. Um, mm. And that kind of put that vibe in the mainstream even more. Uh, so Griselda's definitely having influence for sure. Um, so I, I would say they're pushing it forward, but it hasn't reached mainstream, mainstream levels yet. Uh, but we'll see if that happens. They kind of like, they love that like very, very minimalistic kind of like soul sample, drum heavy type sound um like 8 a.m in charlotte so we'll see we'll see what happens but yeah i'm just this year for hip-hop for me has been boring very very boring there's been no rap that's really like gripped me this year it's because don't nobody want to get personal or talk about nothing for real is what i'm realizing because i listen to i i listen to drake's projects okay i listen to what's that other boy's name 
I it was so forgettable. I'm sorry. I listened. I've listened to several rap albums this year, and and I'm merely looking for context because like cadence is cool. Like you, I love Drake's cadence. We all love Drake's cadence. But like I'm just listening to see like, you know, if y'all gonna talk about y'all lives or not. I feel like yeah. there's just so it's much. Definitely missing. Pers- there, there's no personal connection to any of this music, and it's not even just hip hop for real. Like you get more personal shit with like the R and B tracks, like naturally, but like across the board, it's so it's 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 very just outward. Everything is outward. Everything's about how you're being perceived versus how you're perceiving Facts. the world, and. And I feel like it just mm. comes off as very detached. So it's hard to connect and you don't go back. Like you can listen, you can listen to it and be like, we talked about that, listen to stuff and be like, objectively, like, this is good. Like, I like the way it sounds, you know, the lyrics are cool for what they are, but like, I don't feel personally connected to it. I'm not going back to re-listen. A lot of this shit just does not have replay value because of that. Like the beats carry so much of everything now. And and that's why people love like Metro Boomin so much and all these other like incredible producers because they're the ones now like pushing sound forward, which is cool. But that's an artist job too, man. Like it is just very disconnected. I feel like you can feel it. You know what's interesting yeah. is we're we're getting all the personal stories and storytelling type music that you're saying is lacking in like hip hop and, and all these other genres, we're getting it in pop. We're getting it from the pop girlies. Exactly. And we have a mm-hmm. question about, we have a question about the pop girlies, right? It was from Sahil. Shout That's out. my dog. He's been in my discord for three years. That's my guy. Um, he says, what do y'all think about the yeah. rise of a new generation of female pop stars? So many are popping off like Tate McRae, Sabrina Carpenter, Renee Rapp, et cetera. Yeah, Grace, Gracie Abrams, Olivia Rodrigo, uh, all these, oh, yeah, absolutely. A lot of it's like Taylor Swift inspired too. That's important to point out. Um, I think a lot of it too is because like girls are sadder than ever and don't have like a lot Ooh. to latch onto, so they're latching onto music. I think they're latching onto music and and like I love my girls re- relating. Like they're taking all the sad shit that's that's in their life actively going on, and and they're making it. Not my dog's barking. Okay, it's my turn. No treat for him. <laughs> Shout out to Sabrina. Sabrina Carpenter has become. Is it nonsense? I, I it. So fucking relatable. Like how relatable oh, yeah. is nonsense as a pop song? Yeah, I just really. I caught in her reaction. I was like, I see how she's one of Taylor's children. I get that. Okay. I, I, <laughs> I get that. But also, she's my Taylor. <laughs> I was like, she, I got a I was like, she's she's my Tay Tay. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Sabrina Carpenter. She, uh, like her songwriting. Just starting off the song with, if I fall in love with all my problems, will they leave me too? I wanted to jump mm-hmm. out of a window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, girl, this is just pain. This yep. is just so much pain. So relatable. And, but delivered so beautifully. And you just kind of, I'm just sitting there like, yep, yep. Everything she's saying, yep. It's, yeah, they're, it's very... they're really going in. The the pop girls, the R&B girls, they're really carrying stuff right now. The girls, um, period. We carry. She, she opens up that album talking about her daddy issues. Like, come on. That shit was iconic. Who's not relating to that? Like, as a young, as a young girl, 
You know, how many girls out there are having father issues in one way or another? And to hear us like an album open up that way, talking about like, wish I had a time machine so I can go back to this moment and relive like where you're being honest about what was happening, about leaving the family, mm-hmm. whatever she said in that song. It's so Listen, honest. And it's and it's true and real to like her life. It's personal. That's this that's all mm-hmm. I'm saying. The yeah. pop girls are personal with they shit. Gracie Abrams you, is incredible at that. It's, do you oh, feel Ethel, like Ethel, oh, my Ethel Kane? Ethel Kane. Ethel Kane might be the best. You gotta I mean, I know that you've gotten requests for Ethel Kane, Maya. Um Ethel Kane is scary good at telling her real life stories do y'all feel like this like national wave of it's not that deep bro has yes a, you you feel like that has a direct effect on this right yes on everything but it has a direct effect on everything people it's so irritating everything i'm like bro it is though it is that deep y'all don't want it to be that deep because for whatever reason like is it the responsibility or like whatever but it's tainted literally everything like all art all opinions, like people, if you think about it for just more than five seconds, like, oh my, it's not that deep. Why can't things be deep anymore? Do y'all just not like critical thinking? It's weird. It really is weird. I don't, I hate that wave so much. <laughs> like, I can't stand it. It's definitely this, like, level of, I don't even know when it started or why it started. I feel like it's not, like, cool to do things that are deep anymore it's like oh you're trying too hard but you're reaching too much you're you're doing too much and it's like a very irritating like trying at all like that sounds like a toxic masculinity uh thing right there that too sounds like that I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about this thing. It's not that deep, bro. It's this like a inter- wave of anti-intellectualism that has started <laughs> on the. <laughs> I'm being dead serious. I don't know about this. Yeah, man, it's bad. It's intellectualism is the best description. Like if you think if you think about that shit, you any type of critical thinking, anything that takes you longer than like fifteen seconds to think about, you're doing too much. You're trying too hard. Like, mm-hmm. like, bro, or I'm just using my brain. <laughs> like, real you know, thing. It, no, it, like, okay, if you're if you're like Michael, for example, this is why yesterday I talk everyone was crazy about my breaking bad little analysis thing because it's like anytime you look into something people are like oh yeah you're doing too much you're Mm -hmm. you're you know you're thinking too deep it's not that deep and i i just yeah i don't know i really do feel like it affects the mainstream music though because a lot of people do not want to dive into things uh anymore they don't want like the analysis they don't want to critically think they don't want I don't know if it's like this thing of like people are too afraid to actually see what a story is saying or actually mm-hmm. see what a, a song is saying because mm-hmm. it's scary. Cause then they got to like look inside and be like, damn, like, yeah, I have these problems or I've perpetuated this thing or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's what art is people. Art is about the human condition. It is about getting to the deepness of everything. Like, that's what art is. Y'all don't want art. Y'all want capitalism. Y'all want product. Drag. Not actual art. <laughs> drag. Drag. Yeah. Because Y'all just it, want product. It's that. It's 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 the one of product, but also I'm 
I understand why people use it as such, but turning art into a form of escapism has also tainted a lot of things. I Ooh, feel like a- just a little, because because if you want to escape, you don't want to go and think about you know, your life and the things that you're experiencing. Like you don't want to be reminded of your negative emotions or like the things that you're trying to work on about yourself. Like you want to escape, like you want to focus on somebody else's shit. And if all they talking about is, you know, cars and then it's easier for you to detach. It's easier for you to enjoy it because you're not thinking about yourself. We've, we've I, lost like, we've lost like, because like art is reality. And mm-hmm. I feel like what you guys are talking about is like an es- like escaping reality is what you were just talking about. Mm. I feel like we've lost the art of like escaping reality through like puzzles and Legos and shit <laughs> coloring like and color and literally yes, like coloring books, like stuff Ooh. just like that. And now it's like okay, well I'm trying to escape the reality. I'm trying to escape reality on the internet because the internet is my life, and all I see on the internet is reality. All I see in music is reality. So that's why that's why you're getting like it's not that deep. I came here for you know a lack of reality. Stop keeping things so real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get over it. I'm sorry. Like it's everywhere. This is life. Like, in 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 as depressing as that may sound. You kind, you kind of just gotta move through it, man. We all experience in life, like we all. Nobody wants to be in pain twenty four seven, but that's kind of like what life is. (laughs) I'm not to be super, super depressing, but like it is. Like, and we find we find the happier moments where, like, it's always some evil shit going on. It's always some stuff that, like, we just don't want to focus on. So I feel like taking all of those emotions and then putting them into art is just such. A powerful, useful thing. So I'm yes. grateful for the girls who talk about real shit, who talk mm-hmm. about like what's going on in their life because you gotta get that shit out. Like yep. I'm like, you gotta get it out. Grateful. I gotta I gotta say also, every time people talk about deep, they think sad and depressing. Happiness can be deep too. Okay. Great Absolutely. example is Renaissance. On the surface, Renaissance is just some party songs. But then you got the history of LGBTQ, you got the history of black women, you got the history of all that kind of stuff. That's Speak another layer true. deep. You know what I'm Speak saying? So like true. when you do want to get deep with it, with it and you do want to dissect it, you get a whole culture, you get a whole history. And like I saw this quote that's saying like the best artists are like archivists. They're historians. That like put all that stuff into their music. Like that's why I like Kendrick so much. Like when you listen to Kendrick, you're getting like all this history and all his stuff from like an actual like social historical context, but then also musical. Like he draws from so many old black musicians and like read. And I'm not even talking about just sampling. I'm talking about like some stuff he does with his voice. Like there's this this voice he does that I didn't know. Like he got it from Andre 3000 on this Outcast project. Um, and like, he kind of like turning into his own, his own thing. But when you go back and listen to that song, you're like, oh, okay, you see the inspiration. But anyway, that's, that's, I love that. And then also going back to what Michael said, I saw this, I saw this tweet and I felt it kind of hit me in the heart. Like it, I felt attacked. I felt attacked. It said, what hobbies do, do any of y'all have outside of consuming like media? Yeah, that's exactly, that's it, right? That's what I was talking about. I was like, damn, I don't play basketball no more. Uh I don't like play like, you know, any instruments anymore. I was like, damn. The internet is your hobby. like that. Huh? The internet is your hobby. Oh yeah, I just consume things for sure. I've been reading more. (laughs) Oh yeah, I I read all the time. I I mean, that's still consumption though. That is a form of media, ain't it? Damn. Not even just media, just like consuming. Like, 
a lot of what we do is just consuming. We don't just sit down and I don't know, like y'all were saying, draw, write. I uh, miss coloring. I want to get a coloring book. Do do it. Yeah. My wife has a coloring book. I love color. I I used to have. I used to have the big uh, case of colored pencils with my own sharpener. The Prismacolor? Yeah, I lost it in our, one of our moves, but I used to be big into like coloring and and drawing and stuff. I wasn't good at the drawing part, but I've always been good at coloring and I miss it. It's a, non, <laughs> yeah. it's a non-reality I think escape. y'all nailed it with that escapism thing though. I think that's definitely true. A lot of people go on their phone to escape, but... <laughs> you can't it's not really that much of an escape it's not <laughs> that's why no. that's why they don't give a fuck that that people aren't talking about what's going on in the world they just don't care they they want they want to move around everything else that's going on so that's why they're like just let artists be artists like these people aren't politicians like let them make their music like yeah, yeah. i'm just like all right mm-hmm. And that's why we're going to talk about it in a future Patreon episode, but I know like we're going to talk about our relationship with the internet and that's why my relationship with the internet is really healthy because the internet is not an escape for me. And and it's just not how, how our relationship is based right now. It used to be. And then it became my job. (laughs) My escape has been taken away from me. So I don't know. I guess that's so true. Basketball. Yeah. I used to play basketball every single day. Like Mm. prior to COVID, I would play all the time. Uh, basketball was my life, man. Was my life. Ball I played life. since I was five. Won some national competitions in AAU. Work. I was I was doing good until I had um I like dislocated my shoulder my sophomore year of high school, and that pretty much ended the whole like trying to get to the NBA thing. But I would still play all the time. Um, so yeah, I mean it's sad. And what else is sad is the state of the NBA. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> transition mode all right so what we also wanted to talk about real quick is for y'all that don't know um if if you're not you know into basketball too much but this is a social topic as well so there's this player his name's josh giddy uh (laughs) very randomly i would say there was just like this viral random tweet about it like hey like josh giddy is like dating and doing more with this 15 year old um, and this person came with all these receipts of videos and Snapchats and this and How that. How old is he? Is he like 20, 21? He's got to be 21, 22. It's his third year in the league. Yeah, he yeah, something like yeah. that. So, somewhere between 21 and 23 oh, or something. He's a, he's a college kid. He might be 24 because he did his four years in college. Oh, he did four. Mm. Oh, so he's probably like 25, 26 then. Disgusting. Oh, he's 21. He's 21. 21. Okay. Yeah. So the absolutely definitely disgusting Um, outside of what he's done. That's disgusting. I feel like the NBA is disgusting. (laughs) I feel like the way the NBA and the media, the NBA media is treating it is weird. Um, And the context for that is the NBA for a lot of different things is pretty progressive and pretty good with, Mm-hmm. being on the right side of history of things and like handing out you know just punishments and handling things pretty well i yep. would say and um swift, especially since swiftly. adam silver took over huh and swiftly too quickly and swiftly yeah um and so josh so this this um story came out the next day he's on the oklahoma city thunder the next day the thunder had a game before the game the press asked him one question about it and he was like i have no comment and they did not press this man <laughs> they did, that was it. That was all they asked him. Now, comparatively, 
to when John Morant had his whole gun scandal. They were on this man. He got like he had to be away from the team immediately. Anyway, that's how the NBA usually handles these things. Um, and the media, they were very quiet. And then also, fuck the Thunder social media manager. At halftime, yeah. they uh, made a tweet saying, be back in 15. Yeah, that's that's on point. That was crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. That's, um, it's just, yeah, I'm just, just a joke. I'm they're, making a joke at. they're making a joke. At. It feels like the whole thing is not serious. And it's like such a serious situation to compare. I know you could use John Morant as a comparison. I'm going to use a baseball player, Wander Franco. If you don't know, Wander Franco is a player for the Tampa Bay Rays. And this literal, literal same exact situation. It was a social media post that emerged where he allegedly was having an inappropriate relationship with a minor. This is exactly what happened with Giddy. It was a social media post that emerged where it's allegedly he's with this minor. And it's enough. I know I say allegedly because nothing's proven yet, but it's enough where like authorities are got involved with Wander Franco immediately. Immediately. Wander Franco signed an 11-year contract last year. And he was kicked off the team immediately while the investigation was going on. He's out of baseball. He's got no Work. job. He's got no job. And the investigation's not even finished. He hasn't Work. even he hasn't even been prosecuted. The fact that Josh Gidding is like play is play. He played. He played. Also, this is up to the owner. The owner can do things. And the yeah. owner's not doing it. Like the owner of the team, I'm saying. Um, like they don't have to wait for Adam Silver to do nothing, the commissioner of the league. Uh they could like at the very minimum, he should be away from the team. <laughs> that, At the, the very right? minimum. Minimum. I don't very know. Very like, minimum. I don't like. Is should we make this a race thing? I don't know. Oh, absolutely. Wanna, as far as the what? response to it, yeah. 100%. Oh, this man's white. This is yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, please, yeah, hundred okay. percent. Well, that explains um, why he played then. Yeah, but it's still crazy yeah. that. Um, the, even though I'm saying the NBA does a good job, I do feel like lately, as in like last year, since like last year, they have been weird with things. Um, there's definitely been racial undertones to a lot of the punishments they've been handing out um, to me. Like, And I'm saying more also of how the media in the NBA is also handling it. Like, I felt like what ended up happening to Kyrie, even though he was dead wrong with what he was doing, there was a lot of anti-blackness in the response to what he what he did same thing with John ja Morant um and then yeah now you move here with Giddy and yeah he I definitely feel like race plays a role in the response to it all they're uh it, they're trying to protect him it seems like um, that's that's what it feels like the coach too coach yeah. got asked the question and he said he literally said no comment he said I'm not going to comment on that and then they just went on business as usual Giddy's it's playing. just real crazy. Giddy started the game, played his normal role that he always plays. There was no repercussion whatsoever for something that, like, if you see what's like, if you see the Snapchat, if you see the Snapchats, <laughs> it looks really bad. It's not like a oh, okay. I know maybe. we have to keep saying allegedly, but she made a Snapchat that was like, oh, just fuck Josh Giddy, and they're like. both they're, they're naked in the Snapchat. It's like, bro, no <laughs> man, no. See, I ain't know. Like, Y'all were talking about this in the group chat, and I was obviously I don't watch basketball, so I had no clue. But um, they have pictures. Of yeah, it's your... it's pretty evident. It's not like something where you have to have too much of a, of an investigation. Bro, I, I mean. No, the only part the only part where he might skate is that he was at a club and she was there, so maybe 
she'll say that like she, a fake ID situation. She, she presented herself as an 18 year old. Maybe like that's what he'll say. I'm not sure. I'm not going to get into all that because it's still wrong what he did. But um, that was the other video that I saw was them at a club and then them in the Snapchat where they're both clearly naked. And she said, I just fucked Josh Giddy. Oh, I wouldn't wow. be surprised if that's how he like gets off of it. Like yeah. the whole like, oh, like she like, had a fake ID thing. Yeah. I Even if she didn't, I could see like the narrative, like them just like using that to like push it to the side. It's not it, I, bro. The fact it feels like it's going to get pushed aside. The fact that he's already playing and nothing's happened already, and there's no, yeah. I don't even, I don't even see like outrage across the league. Nah, people it, are making fun of it. Yeah, like it's a joke. Yeah, people are making fun people of it. People are like new, the new Carl Malone. Yeah. Also, the NBA f you for Carl Malone too. They celebrated yeah. Carl Malone last year at the All Star game. Do you know about Carl Malone, Miles? Unbelievable. Who the hell? Who is it? This man, why was he he was in the league, got a 13-year-old pregnant while he was in the league back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And like this is a known situation. And last year the All-Star game switches cities every single year. And he was on the Utah Jazz, and it was in Utah last year. And so they like celebrated him as like the Hall of Famer from Utah. And everyone was like, NBA, Bro, like, what, what are y'all fuck? doing? What the hell? This is why I said in the in the t- in the chat in the text message, I was like, the NBA has been taking a lot of L's for how they've been doing things lately, uh, which is weird because I feel like they're usually on top of things. Um, so yeah, they got they got to tighten up because this whole situation you can't play it off as a joke, like you can't you can't play that off as a joke. And then also, yeah, like the team itself, like I know I'm talking about like the NBA, but the team itself, like what are y'all doing, like? I, I don't know. That's I just wanted to bring that up because it's big sports talk. Um, but yeah, the whole response to it has been real crazy. It's and I feel insane. I feel like maybe big <sighs> maybe big picture. If we have young listeners, you know, Josh Giddy's a young man. He's twenty one. Just like you got to do more research beyond an ID. You get an ID. You get an ID from a girl, and she says, "Hey, look, look at my ID." You gotta, it's, it's gotta, there's gotta be a follow up to that. It can't just be, okay, I'm good to go. Because these girls are young and they're, they're, they're not, you know, you can't just, everybody knows fake IDs are are a thing. Yeah, exactly. And everyone's got a fake ID nowadays. So you just don't, are you a professional ID checker? I mean, why is that good enough for you? Just don't let it be good enough for you if you're young and listening. Yeah, for real. Don't like, I, I'm sorry. I'm still stuck on the whole got a 13 year old pregnant and they celebrated his ass thing. Yeah. Um, all of this is very, you know, disgusting to say the least. I I don't know anything about the statistics of um women in the NBA. If there are any women, uh, like coaches and stuff like that, or like in the higher ups and like all that other types of stuff. Very few. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's one oh, woman yes. owner, <laughs> right? There's one woman owner. It's the Lakers, right? And then yeah, Jeannie Buss, and then Becky Hammond's a coach in the Spurs system, but that's about it. Well, didn't she? I think she coaches in the WNBA now. Oh, did she, did I she think she's on? like a head coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I think there is maybe one other woman assistant coach. There's a couple women assistant. I mean, I say uh, refs. Yeah. Uh, I think that really might be it. Uh-uh. 
It's just very, yeah. it's just very gross. Yeah, it's a bad story. It's just the quick header. It's definitely a bad story. It's, it's you know, but like kind of talking about everything we've been talking about as far as things <sighs> getting exposed and P Diddy and all that. Oh, also, yeah, P Diddy has two more lawsuits that he got hit with, and more um, will be coming. Yeah, and uh, who else? I don't even remember. This it's been floodgates with that. Um, but yeah, all that stuff we've been talking about, I feel that, yeah, it's definitely everything's coming to light as we were talking about. It feels kind of another resurgence of empowerment for women to speak up and get this stuff out in the light. Uh, so that's great. I just and then I feel like as because you you were you were, you were just saying, are there any women in kind of these powerful positions in the NBA? There doesn't need to be. Let's make that clear for y'all that are listening. If you're listening, uh, yeah, there doesn't need to be. There shouldn't have to be as far as having to do the right thing. Like, because they, they always say that about black I didn't people, too. I didn't want to you do my saying? usual, you know, no, men are trash you. thing. So uh-huh. I just, they say let, that it, about- I just <laughs> let it lie. <laughs> you said there were no women. I was like, well, <laughs> that yeah, no, but that they always say that about black people, too. When like a white company <clears throat> does something racist, they're like, we need more black people in powerful positions so this stuff doesn't happen. That shouldn't have to be a requirement, people. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. <laughs> that but, should know, not have to be a requirement. Ten, we're, we're the ones who come forward like, hey, this is bullshit. Like, yeah. So <laughs> NBA do better. OKC do something about it. Like, you don't even have <laughs> to wait so for the nasty. NBA. I can't believe um, the press let that shit go. I would have been like, um, you have no comment yeah, the about press. the pictures that we saw. We have like pictures. the press. Your name is press, so press them. Damn. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, sir. Do your job description, man. Your oh my job God. is press. So press them. This is crazy. It's iconic. <laughs> like that was a real. good line. I ain't gonna lie. That was good. Oh, yeah, no, that was good. That was good. That was, that was good. a bar. That was a bar. We got one more question that I kind of want to get into. Now let's close it out with it. And it's from Brianna Barr on Twitter. She said, if y'all could go back in time and watch an artist perform live, who would it be? I have Ooh. I have five answers. Whitney Houston. Facts. Uh, Michael Jackson. Cliche, but I like it. Listen, I have to be, <laughs> listen, after seeing all the, well, put Michael first, just because I want to be in the room looking at everyone lose their mind looking at old footage of his shows and him just standing there and people literally passing yeah, that's really out crazy. i want to feel the energy in the room that's it i love it. i love his music too. <laughs> i love his music too but i just want to be in the atmosphere that this man created yeah. to make people feel that way i just i feel like that's just magical I, I wish i could have experienced it i would have wanted to see oh is he dead? Let me try to remember mm. if he's dead. Mm. No, he is dead. Sam Sam Cooke. <laughs> I had to mm. think about it for a second. My dad played a lot of Sam. Sam Cooke was like my introduction to music like when I was younger. Mm. My dad played a lot of Sam Cooke. That's how I learned to harmonize very easily. Nice. Um, so I'd love to like uh, see him live. He was also a good live performer. Um, I want to see Tina Turner live. I'd want to see all like the blueprints live. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, I'm trying to think of another woman. I'll be paying men dust. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. <laughs> I'm trying to be better. I mean, you just said Michael Jackson and Sam Cooke. Yeah, yeah. You, you got a couple in there. Just I, did, in. I did. I did. <laughs> Slide them on in. I'm trying to think if there was an old rapper I'd want to see. Probably Tupac, cause he fine. 
Tupac. Yeah, I just want to feel the energy in his in the in the room with him as well. I feel the energy mm. in your body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad at you. <laughs> Listen, I'd like to see Tupac. I'd like I'd like to see Tupac live. I want to see hit him up live specifically. I hit him up. Do they have to be dead? Is that what the question is? No, it doesn't have to be dead. It's just going in the past. Oh, so, they don't yeah. have to be dead? No. <laughs> I feel like you, you put that requirement there yourself. Oh, no, I want to go see. I want to see Alabama Shakes live before they disbanded. Oh, my God. Ooh. I'd want to so see wanna a bunch of bands to... that no longer exist. I So, I don't know. I, I'm probably going to bounce around in between y'all talking about what y'all want to talk about because, like, they're just coming to me randomly. But... I really wanted to see the Kendrick Lamar show for To Pimp a Butterfly, but the tour he went on was like a very intimate. It wasn't like an arena tour, and he wanted it to be intimate on purpose, so it was just a bunch of small clubs, and so I wasn't able to get into that. I would have really liked to see that. And then, yeah, I was thinking Tupac. I was also thinking Michael Jackson. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like... I would have loved to be at like the Grammys where Kanye did um, Jesus Walks. I would have liked to be in the audience for that. That was like one of my favorite things. Um, 50 Cent on the Get Rich or Die Trying back in the day. Ooh, that shit would have been crazy. Uh, ooh, the Wayne and Drake tour where they were together. I, I wanted to go to that. They I had money for that. Together? Yeah, they did a joint tour. And uh, they did this thing where it was like every night. One, it was kind of like a versus actually they like did a versus oh, basically every night where the crowd would decide you know which rapper like did better that night like whose songs they liked better and like that's so actually it, it was pretty cool, cool concept. Yeah, yeah yeah so i definitely would have wanted to go to that i don't know i guess that's i don't know yeah that's just what popped up so far i don't have as good answers as you guys do i just don't <laughs> my first of all my music history knowledge stuck sucks mm. uh, I, I don't listen to older artists which is my own fault um, I don't like every Latina Turner, Michael Jackson, Sam Cooke, James Brown, all these people. I got respect for them and what they've done and how they've like laid the way in the path for all these artists that we got now, but I don't listen to them. I just listen to the stuff that's going on now or like the stuff mm -hmm. I grew up the stuff I grew up on. So I would probably like wanna see I'd wanna see One Direction. That's number one actually. That's number one. Because that's one never gonna direction. That's never. I'm sorry to let anybody down who thinks they're ever gonna have a reunion. That's never gonna happen. And <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's not. It's not gonna happen because Do they of, hate each other. It's just not gonna. It's not gonna happen because Harry Styles is too. He's he's too famous now. I don't think he's ever. Damn. I I don't think he's ever gonna be interested in. Not because he's the kind of person who thinks he's bigger than it. Because I I think musically he's just beyond their. Makes what sense. they what what they are i think he's just like too far beyond what they are musically plus he's an actor now i just don't think he's interested in that no hold out hold out hope because we're holding out hope for a destiny's child reunion you know beyonce has <laughs> surpassed a lot of you know that should be an answer for you right beyond destiny's child i saw destiny's child live oh you saw Destiny's Child. i think i think i think destiny's child wouldn't be that far of a reach maybe not like a whole concert but i could see them having like a section of the tour like a Beyonce yeah. tour, like coming out doing maybe like five to ten songs or something. I I could see that happening. 
and the mm. girls have been in the same place for several different events and we just like please just <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't think that's that's far-fetched i could see yeah we know y'all still friends are they at least still friends the one direction boys yeah, everybody except Zane. Any any reunion wouldn't involve Zane. Like Zane has a zero percent chance of being involved. So Jeez. it's never gonna happen. So it, it would it would have to be the other four boys besides Zane, which would still kind of be a reunion technically because Zane left and they still made more music without him. They're gonna have okay. to switch their name to two directions since they're going opposite ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crazy, what's wrong with you? Crazy dad joke, but I feel you. <laughs> I'm sorry, I love that. I love, I love dad jokes. I'm sorry. It made me tickle me. Plus, I just plus I just want to see Zane. Zane Zane's never done a concert, and I just want to see him. He's never done He's a never concert. He's never done a concert. He has several projects that well, touring is expensive. He has extreme anxiety, and he talks about oh. it in his he talks mm. about it in his book. Shout out to his book. He actually he was supposed to do like this concert in like in Europe somewhere, and he talks about the fact that like he was backstage and canceled at the last second because he was throwing up, vomiting, and he's oh. just. The only thing he's ever done is he's performed a couple late night shows. He performed at the VMAs one time, but like he's never done. Like a, he's never done a tour, and he's, he's never so done like, like a I need one to get time. Into him more. He's got crazy anxiety, and that's the only reason he hasn't done it. But he said in his most recent interview that he's touring for his daughter. He said he wants to be a, uh, an example. His daughter. His daughter. You know, see, you saw the, <laughs> you saw the clip. You know what I'm talking about. Bobby saw the clip. <laughs> Your accents are treacherous, nigga. What? <laughs> it's his daughter. That's what he said. So he said his daughter. That is what. That is what he said. Oh, he did. He 100% yeah, watch it. The, the clip he's viral. Like, he's like daughter. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's, he's British. He is. He's British and Pakistani, half and half. How did I not know his ass was British? Because it's because when British people sing, the accent be go it just goes. Yeah. You can't, <laughs> it leaves. Yeah. yeah, you don't hear his accent. Really. <laughs> I did not know that. I did not I know. So mad about that. He don't sing with that accent. It's so the girls from Flow too. Like, mm -hmm. there's no, there's just no accent. The little, the, like, the, the little there mix some girls, abandonment little issues girls, there. It just leaves. They <laughs> <laughs> confuse the shit out of me. I did not know he was British. Bro. That's crazy. No, they do be hiding it though. Like the I didn't know House gone. was British for like ever. Also, Dude. Daniel Kaluuya, I didn't know he was British. I didn't know Idris Elba was British. I know yeah. Idris was it. Daniel Kaluuya is British? Yeah. Right? That's crazy, right? <laughs> no, I was saying that you just blew my mind just now. I was like, damn, British, all these British people. I, I did not know Zane was British. That's why I was confused. I thought you was just doing an accent, Bobby, to do an accent. No, he's got like that's that. Why, that's why I laughed so hard. You gotta hear this man talk because he's got a heavy accent. It's not just oh, that's hot. Heavy. It's Wait, not no, it's not casual. It's not casual. Oh my god, it's hard I'm to understand what he's high on and everything. It's about to be not two of us doing our, our weekly Zane shout outs because <laughs> I like him. I do, I like the songs of his that I've heard, but I definitely we're gonna have to switch our podcast name to Take Away My Mic featuring Zane. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get Zane on the show? Oh Zane, if you're watching, we want to talk to you. 
Oh my god, don't, <laughs> don't get me started. There's so many good people. There's just so many good people who are like great live performers. They will never see I would it also kind of want to go to people that drastically like messed up live to see it, like because it's funny. Who are you thinking of? Like, I don't know, like Millie Vanilli. Yo, they got... <laughs> that would have been legendary to see. Not Millie I Do you know about that, Michael? No, I don't. They're true pioneers of art. They got caught lip syncing in a concert, and it was like this whole thing. So oh. you know, but they still. <laughs> They're like looking back on it, they're pioneers for real. Like Ashley so. Simpson at SNL. Exactly. Why was I literally yeah, just yeah. about to say? I was literally just <laughs> yeah. about to say I wanted to be in the audience when that happened. She started dancing. The little, the little jig. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know what else to do. Her little jig sent me the little skip she did, like off the stage, sent me through the fucking roof. Everybody I would love knows. to see some bad performances, actually. I would love that. Right? It would I would be love great. that. Just kind of like going back to some of the iconic moments. I would I would like to be in those moments. spots. Yeah. This is random, but did you guys ever want to be like a judge on American Idol to watch like bad people sing? Because I did. I've never had that impulse, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Never had that impulse at all. You just want to shit on them, or you just want to view it? And be <laughs> I just want. I just want to view it. But I used to do like in fucking in high school and college and shit. Would sit with my friends and watch Bad American Idol. <laughs> all right, hold on. We need a role play here. Hold on, we got a role play. So I'm a, I'm a contestant, and I I just saying something horrible. It's horrible. It's terrible. And I'm like, hmm. I'm going to Hollywood. <laughs> what What are you telling me? I'm pitchy. I was pitchy the whole time. No, nah, they used to just laugh at people, and I used to. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she would do. She would like just fuck, that one dude. He's like, "Let my people go." <laughs> like, <laughs> it's Randy Jackson and Paula with like literal papers over there. <laughs> I feel like you would be laughing a lot. <laughs> I really do. I feel like you roast people. Or you try to be like, you try to fake nice. Like, I enjoyed. um... I am nice. I am am nice. I will be kind. The way you walked from the door to the stage was great. (laughs) We hope y'all had a good time with this episode. We had a sick Maya. We had technical difficulties all over the place. Yeah, thank you guys so much for watching and hanging with us. Make sure to leave us any and every type of question y'all want in the comments. You can ask those questions on Twitter too. We grabbed a couple questions from there today. Um, Bobby has a Discord if you want to pop some questions in there as well. Make sure you Mm -hmm. follow us everywhere at Take Away My Mic and we'll see you next week. Bye! 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 Oh!